Okay, today has been dedicated. Today's Torah, today's Musa, Hashkofa, has been dedicated Lui Nishmat Elizabeth Harriet Moshe Ben Eliza Yitzchak Hillel Ben Eliza and Harriet Ben Bat Eliza. Zat Hashem, the Zichut and Limud HaTorah and the Zichut of the tzedakah, these neshamot should have an aliyah. Okay, so we're holding over here on the sixth day of Hanukkah, I believe. Where are we? Six, right? Shchodesh, Hanukkah. And uh, we want to try to get as much Yisoydish as possible. Time is running out because we have to make the avoida. So I want to try to discuss a few ideas or at least begin these concepts, and then work them over the next couple of days. So the first thing I want to analyze is that there was a very unique and interesting thing that was taking place in the Galut of Yavan that was different than the other Galuyot. In general, the way Galus worked was that the Jewish people were exiled from their land. Beis Hamikdash was destroyed. They were not in Eretz Israel with the Beis Hamikdash with them. That we didn't have. Right? So Babylonia, the Babel, they destroyed the Beis Hamikdash. Parasomodai, they were in Persia. In uh, Edoim, the Romans destroyed the Beis Hamikdash, right? But in Yavon, they were actually in Eretz Israel with the Bet HaMikdash. Now, what's very unique about that? What's very unique about that is that the world of Tum'ah, the world of anti-Hashem, infiltrated into Kedusha. Okay, that's a very deep point. That means usually the lines are drawn. Kedusha, Tum'ah. Right? The lines are drawn and the battle begins. Right? They try to destroy us, they try to annihilate us, they try to mashabit us. But over here, what we understand in the concept called Tim'u et Hashmanim, that they made the Shemen Tameh, that the Ramchal writes in Der Hashem that the main uh, attack was against the menorah and was to defile the oil. Oil always represents Chokhmah, okay? So they wanted to defile the Chokhmah, meaning they wanted to secularize the thinking of the Jewish people. We used to think in a very holy way. Now they brought Tumah into our thinking. They infiltrated our thinking. They had some effect on our Avodas Hashem. They had an effect on our learning. They had an effect on our spirituality. There wasn't only the respect that they stopped us from doing mitzvahs, but even going into the actual brain and thinking of the Jewish people, they infiltrated in there. That's a very deep point. Like I saw brought down from the Pachad Yitzchok. You know the Pachad Yitzchok? Or Yitzchok Hutner? So I saw brought down from him, he says that um, in other Galuyot, we don't see that the Jews became Bavliim, or they became Parsiim, or whatever. 
Over here we see that the Jews became mityavnim. Like they, they had a tremendous effect on the thinking and the culture and the mahalach of the Jewish people. That was a very deep point. And we have to study that. And the reason why we have to study that is because I saw brought down the Svarim from the Svas Emes. These are the big writers, you know, the big Chachma Yisrael. That the Svas Emes says that in the generation before Iqvaseh, before Mashiach, or the generation that we're in, the Yovon Hashpa will resurface. I mean, in other words, what he's saying is, that the secular way of thinking will make itself into the base medrash. The secular way of thinking will make it into the yeshivas. Timuas Hashman. That's a pretty scary thing. Because the yeshivas and the shuls and the community will not be void of the influence of the outside world into the actual avoid. So it's a very deep concept and maybe we will talk about it. But we have to be careful how we talk about it because we have to not come across very uh, critical or bitter, you know. We have to show how we have to work to find the emet. Like it says in the Chazal, that before Mashiach, it's going to be hard to find the truth. And it's going to be hard to find authentic, genuine Yeresh So obviously there is some Hashpul Mebachutz going in. Not that the point is that there's guys going off the derech necessarily. Maybe that's in the most extreme way. But it even creeps inside in a subtle way. So you have to pay attention to the subtleties. Okay? We know this is happening. This is not a secret, you know. Um, modern technology and exposure, so to speak, to the world is very big today. And even... Uh, Bochrim and Avrechim have exposure to the world. So it's obviously happening. But I just want to add one dimension to what he's saying because there's other sources in Chazal that say that in the end of the Galut, we are going to experience all the Galuyot together. So not just Yavon. But the point in the way the Svas Emes, I'm understanding it. I didn't learn it in the Sefer directly. I saw it brought down in other reliable Svarim, but I have to use my own head here. The way I'm understanding it is that the point is that all the Shittas of the various Golas are going to infiltrate. So it's the same point. Yavon means infiltration. Going in Timu Es Hashmanim. Just then it was Shittas Hayovim only. Now it's going to be Shittas Bovel and Shittas Edoim. All the Shittas will go in. Okay? So that's a pretty strong and scary thing that we have to deal with. And that's why Hanukkah becomes extremely fundamental for us more than in any generation. I actually saw in a Sefer bring down from the Bnei Yisocha. Okay? Yisachar is also from the big Svarim, the Hasidish Svarim, that he says that an interesting thought, that in previous generations we did not see that the world, the yeshiva world, the Torah world, the Frum world, making such an asik at a Hanukkah as we do now. They used to go, light the menorah, do the mitzvahs, do what they had to do, but they didn't really um, go into it like we go into it today. 
And he says something, obviously every Sefer writes according to their terminology. So he uses words. How you doing, Yitzchak? He uses words that we're not so familiar with, like the gilui of the organos, but we'll say it in a very simplified way. That basically is saying that in the generation prior to Mashiach, it's very important to tap into the inyanim of Hanukkah. Extremely important. Because that's going to be the stepping stone for the revelations of after Mashiach. That's what he says. He's a big man. B'nai Yisachar was, was a big man. Okay, so basically what we're saying is that the reason why it's so fundamental is because we are actually reliving the problems, the spiritual problems, in a different tzura. This is a very deep thing in learning. You have to know that things could be going on, the same things as once upon a time, but the tzura, you know what a tzura is? In the dress and how it looks, how it presents itself, is different. There's a version, the United States of America, Western culture version of ideologies and concepts of Yovan from many years ago, which looked a little bit different in their society, but the concepts, okay? So that's something that we have to be very aware of. Now, this is very clear. This is spoken about in many Svarim, Maharal and others, very clear, that, and like we mentioned before, there was a big machloikis, which ultimately led to war, was a machlekes in Chochmah. Okay? Chochmat HaTorah versus Chochmat Yavan. Okay? Now, let's try to understand that together. We have so many Chosh of Abokram here today in Yerbelite, so let's try to understand together. Okay? Now, let's say, let's take an example. Let's say we have two Bokram. They grew up together, they're friends, they're classmates. They come to the age of about 18 and then they decide to take different paths in life. One decides that he wants to become a millionaire. And in order to become a millionaire, a very rich man, very, you know, successful in a materialistic way, he needs to go to college and learn the chokhmah of business. Okay? And not only does he like money, he also likes the finer things in life. And he feels that this world was given to us to enjoy. So he studies, let's say, wine, for example. He knows the different grapes. And he's very into, you know, you know, cigars, maybe. Different things. Okay? All those things. Making suits in China, if sure. Right? All those different things, fashion, has a tremendous amount of chokhmah in them, right? Now his friend, who has a different outlook on life and decides he wants to become a talmid hakam. He doesn't have an interest in materialistic pursuits. He wants to become talmid hakam. So to become a talmid hakam, he has to put his head into Gemara, and to Rishonim, and to Akhrainim, and to Poiskim. And to love this, right? Both kids are very much involved in chokhmah. Okay? So what's the machlekes between these two kids? Let's say they have a debate. 
the machloket between them is going to be a machloket about ratzon. What do you want in life? What's your purpose in life? Right? Right? It's not an argument over chokhmah. Because I'm agreeing with your chokhmah. I just don't agree with your philosophy of life, your purpose of life, your ratzon, your desires, your destinations. I'm not arguing with your chokhmah. Right? Chokhmah in, in English would be called a mahalach. Tell them as a mahalach. If you want something, that's a ratzon. Got it? How you could reach your objective is using chokhmah. Chokhmah is called a mahalach. Right? So if you want A and I want B, your, what you want has a certain chokhmah, what I want has a certain chokhmah, but we're not arguing over chokhmah, we're arguing over ratzon. So if the Chazal are telling us that the fight, which ultimately led into a tremendous war between the Chachme Yisrael and the Yevonim, was a fight over Chochmah, then it has to be that they both had the same objective, they just had a different Mahalach how to reach it. That's what has to be. Do you understand that, Sherpa? Yes or no? No, not about destination. They must have both had the same destination. They just had an argument on the mahalach how to reach it. Otherwise, it's not a machloket and chokhmah. The Yevonim, the Mesyavnim, the Greek philosophers, and their their chokhmah against chokhmah is all right. There was a there was a fight. The chokhmah. That's what the Ramchal is saying. That's what the Maral is saying. Everybody's saying, Shilo Tishma Tov, Yeshpo Lomdes Gadol. Listen to this point. Again, everybody's saying that the fight, all, everything else is details, but what's the core of the issue? What's the core of the fight? The core of the fight is my chokhmah versus your chokhmah. Okay? So now to get that clear, that opening up the sugya, because if I say we argue in Chokhmah, that means we both agree on the destination, we only disagree on the Mahalach how to reach it. Because if we have two destinations, two separate destinations, then I'm not arguing with your Chokhmah. Because your destination has Chokhmah. The guy says he wants to spend his life uh, building the biggest company ever, you know? There's a lot of Chokhmah to build a big company. A lot. It's a lot of Chokhmah. The rabbi is not going to argue and say, no, 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 there's no chokhmah there. He can't argue that. There is a lot of chokhmah. Business has tons of chokhmah. He can't argue that. But he can argue with the guy and say, listen, you know, you're a Jew, and you were created to build your share in Olam Habo, not your share in Olam Hazer. So I'm arguing with your destination. I'm not arguing with your chokhmah. Correct? So how can we say that this is an argument in Chokhmah? We should say this is an argument in Ratzon or destination. You want to live the good life? We want to live the praise the loyal boy. Yes, Isaac. You can't be saying that the Chokhmah between um, um, someone like the Yivanim, the Yivanim, and and with the Chachamim, yeah. Chachamim can be the same Chokhmah because I didn't say it's the same Chokhmah. I said it's the same destination, but they have a different mahalach. So what, what, what are they agreeing on the difference? Well, like, even to think that they were laying in the same spot? Yeah, it must be. It's muhach, you see? I made, 
I made cheshbin. You know how to learn? Teach you how to learn. You have to make a cheshbin, and then you say the lomdis, you know? The cheshbin comes out. If you tell me that they're arguing in chokhmah, means by definition you tell me they're arguing in mahalach. You could only have mahalach, let's say me and you are learning the same sukkah, you know? We're learning Yevomis, I say Doichelois, I say by Kalayim. We're learning Pishtim, Lutzemah, Tzemah, Pishtim. You can have one Mahalach, I can have one Mahalach. But if the, the Kabur upstairs is learning Muksa, and I'm learning this, we don't have two different Mahalachim, we're just in different Sugis, you know? So if we can have an argument, I can't argue with a guy up there. Because I'm in a different Sugi, right? So Chochmah means we can argue in the Mahalach. I can take two guys, they're both our learners, and one guy learned in one yeshiva, and the other guy learned in a different yeshiva, and one yeshiva learns this mahalacha chokma, and the other yeshiva learns that mahalacha, they can have a debate, you know, because that's a machalik, it's a mahalchim, machalik is a chokma. So obviously it was, if we're saying that the fight was a fight in chokma, that means they both wanted the same thing. They just argued how to get there, how to build it, how to make it. Maybe at the outcome they look different too. But in the thing that they're trying to build, right? So this is Agdoma. We're not going to have time to cover this subject today because this is big. And like I mentioned in the beginning of the Vad, this is fundamental. Because the Yavonim's Mahalach actually worked itself into the Beis HaMikdash. They actually infiltrated the minds. So the secular way of doing something became... The standard way is dangerous. Okay? So what they both were interested was in developing a human being. They were both interested in developing society and a world that's running according to chokhmah and ethics and goodness. They have the same objective. But they have way too different mahalchem how to do that. Okay? And since they had Hashpah, so to a very large portion of the Jewish people, they actually turned them into Yavanim. But even in more subtle ways, they affected people in the Avoida. That's what the Bach means. Nishrashlu Ba'avoida. Nishrashlu Ba'avoida means even in Avoida, Hashem became a little bit ruined. So you see that you can have it on a subtle way too. Okay? So what time is that? You didn't put me a clock today. Oh boy, this is big subject. Is the Elam going to come back tomorrow? I teach you this. Very important. Shiloh, tomorrow, very important. Hemshech. But we're going to, basically it's going to go like this. I have to build the whole sugya for you. But basically go like this. The basis of Chochmah Yavonis is that anything that you cannot understand with human intellect or your senses, senses doesn't mean you have to see it with your eye, but you should be able to to conceptualize something, doesn't exist. Okay? So in the deeper meaning of that is that a person has midot, he has midas, midas that he feels things. Okay, it has to be muhash to him in his feelings. So his brain is attached to his midas. So ultimately, his brain is mukbal to his midas, to his senses, and anything that's out of that box 
is non-existent. Okay? That's a very big thing that we're saying here. As opposed to a Jewish person, the Chokhmah that comes to a Jew is above the Midot, which means it comes from a higher place. comes from Hashem down to us. So that means the beginning step of Chokhmah, I have to explain, it's very deep stuff. The beginning step of Chokhmah by us comes from a place where you can't understand it. This is a deep thing. That means if the, if the beginning of the thought that's going into my head, Machshavot HaTorah, is coming from a place of above, coming from Hashem, coming from the Ilomas HaElyonim, that means the first step of the Chokhmah is in itself ununderstandable. So let's just give you something very practical to end off today with. When you learn the sugya, there's two ways how you could do it. Okay? You can either go in with your intellectual mind and your IQ, and then the svaras you're working with in the sugya is equal to your intellect. But if it's above, you say, uh, uh, it can't be true. Your Rebbe says, alumnus, and you say, don't make sense to me. The guy is... Uh, missing a couple of screws, you know, it can't be true. Okay, that's one way how you could go into learning. Or you could go into learning, like the Medrash says in Medrash Tanchuma, that you subjugating yourself to go deeper where it's dark. Dark in Judaism means that the light is so bright you can't see it. So then you process it through the work of learning from a place that's above you, bringing it down to you, where you could see it. You understand? And this is what I'm going to show you. I have to teach you how to do this. Because this goes in Hashkafa too. In Hashkafa you have to always be surprised. Because it's coming from above. Ah, I didn't see that. I didn't hop that. The sugya has to always surprise you. Because it's coming from above to a place where you didn't understand. You understand? So we have to talk about it. It's very important. And we'll see how it plays out in Emuna, plays out in Betochen, plays out in Midis, Plays out in learning, plays out in everything in life, okay? So, believe that the best Hashem is the after the Shemaya, we will cover that.